Welcome back, everybody. This week, we're going to have an interview with ZV. ZV, take a second to say hello to the audience. Hi, everyone. All right. So glad to have you on the show. With that said, if you could kick us off with a one word open, give us that one word right now and describe how that describes how you're feeling in this moment. Pumped. Pumped. Perfect. Uh, now I want you to do what I want you to do is take the next three to five minutes, talk to us about your business, about your background, you know, who you are and, you know, what your business typically does and who helps. Hey, Tony. Uh, yeah, so I'm Svi Schreiber. I'm uh, talking to you from Jerusalem, uh, Israel today. Um, my background is as a software engineer, a PhD in computer science, and a software entrepreneur. I've created uh, software companies for most of my career. Um, I got into the whole area of international shipping and uh, freight uh, because in 2010, 2011, I was managing a hardware company which made uh, electronic power supplies for lighting. And uh, we were producing that in, in south of China, like a lot of electronics. And every day we were arranging shipping by air and ocean from China to the US, from China to Europe. And as a customer, as a, as a company which was doing import and export, I, I was shocked to discover how old fashioned that entire industry is. You know, it can take days just to get a price quote. And I was shipping from China to US. I, I'm not the first guy to ship something on that particular trade lane. That's a, that's a very major trade lane. And yet I, I felt like I was the first guy doing it. Just getting the price quote took time. The invoice didn't match the price quote. They told me it would take uh, 20 days, but it took 30 days. A very old-fashioned uh, digital experience, lots of human interaction and mistakes and uh, delays. And so after I had the opportunity to sell that company to GE Lighting in 2011, I started Freightos in 2012. And the idea is to be like uh, Booking.com um, you know, or Amazon for international freight to make international shipping smoother, just like international travel has become smoother. Well, during COVID, not so much, but in general, in the last 20 years, international travel has become very transparent, very online, self-service. Uh, I'm trying to do the same thing for the international travel or international shipment of goods. Make it digital, make it transparent, make it easy. Awesome. I can't wait to dive into it deeper. And thanks for giving us a high level overview. So with that said, can you share with our audience a recent win that you encountered in your business? And when you're walking us through that, tell us what you learned from it. Well, um, yeah, you know, a recent thing which affected a lot of people in our business, but also uh, many of your listeners were personally affected by this was the, uh, the, the, the backup in the supply chain. Uh, there was a huge line of ships, still is, um, outside Los Angeles and um, Long Beach, not too far from where you're located, Tony, um, which is the, the biggest gateway for goods coming into the United States. Um, and so that was all backed up. And people just didn't know what price they, they would pay to ship goods. They didn't know when it would arrive. And that was causing a shortage of goods, you know, in the, during the holiday shopping season. Um, so uh, that was a great example of where what happens when the shipping industry is still, you know, despite our efforts at Freitos, we're making progress, but still a lot of the industry is analog and, and human interaction, and people are not seeing real-time prices and real-time availability. People are booking a container, but don't really know which ship it would be on, or they're booking air cargo, but they're not getting instant confirmation of which specific flight it would be on. So... That was a very real example, which affected many uh, American consumers and in other countries as well, um, of where the fact that international freight, international shipping, the fact that it's done the old-fashioned way really, really hurts 
the consumer and hurt the economies. Um, but now we're able, uh, first in the air and, and starting in ocean as well, to really give real-time visibility so you know exactly which price you're getting, which flight it's on, when it will take off, when it will land. Um, and that makes everything a lot uh, smoother and, and cheaper and more predictable. Excellent. Thank you. What about the other side of that? Can you tell us something that you would consider a recent failure that you went through and then you got through it and you're on the other side and tell us what you learned from it too. Well, um, I, I don't want to say a failure per se, because luckily we've been uh, succeeding, but there've been a lot of, um, uh, you know, delays. Some things have taken longer than expected. Some, th some things have taken shorter, but one of the big frustrations for us um, was that f first in air, in air cargo till 2018, 2019, we didn't have a single airline who could allow us to get real-time prices or make electronic bookings for air cargo. So for many years, that was a, a frustration and, and it felt like a failure, uh, but it was really a matter of patience. Eventually in 2018, 19, 20, 21, we got more and more airlines and now we've got 30% of the world capacity of airlines is, is on our platform and can be booked electronically. So eventually uh, through patience and perseverance, we were able to turn that around. And similar situation in Ocean, which is not yet fully resolved, but we've been waiting for many years for ocean liners, uh, containerized ocean liners, uh, to give us, again, electronic access, real-time prices, real-time booking. P people outside the industry are amazed to hear, you know, we all know that these container ships bring 90% of the products you buy in a store in the United States are coming in one of those containers. So if you're not from the industry, you're probably assuming that that is a highly digitalized, sophisticated industry, uh, but it's not. And that's been a, a frustration for many years that so very few, if any, ocean liners were able to give us real-time price, real-time confirmation of a booking of a container on a ship, um, and, and which is unbelievable. Some of these ships can hold 18,000 containers, and every one of those 18,000 containers is booked with some kind of manual process. But that's starting to change. So we're finally seeing um, some of the ocean liners give us an electronic connection where, where we can get real-time uh, visibility and bookings. So again, it felt like a failure for many years, but it was really just a matter of patience and perseverance. And now it's uh, turning around. Awesome. I think we all learned a little bit of a, you know, what you, like you said, if you're, if you persist and your perseverance in there, you can get right through it. So that's awesome for you to share with us. So let's talk about thought leadership. Can you share with our audience, you know, your take on the top three attributes for a, you know, what, when you look at a thought leader, what do you think they're the top three attributes that make them a, a, an effective thought leader? Top three. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's, um, it's a matter of, uh, you know, on the one hand, you need to be bold, um, but on the other hand, you need to be modest, right? So that's an interesting uh, balance. And then maybe the third one would be you need to be honest. Um, so I think those are the three. And I've learned this, this a lot in both directions, you know, as we went through Freitas. And when we started Freitas, we, I was coming from outside the industry and telling ocean liners and airlines and freight forwarders how to do their business, and that was very scary for me. And it took me some years to have the confidence to understand, yes, we have, these guys have been doing it for sometimes for a hundred years, but we actually, because of our experience with digital and with how to do things electronically, we can be bold enough to tell them 
you can do this a better way. You know, just like um, retail went online and passenger travel went online, international shipping can go online. So, so you need to have the boldness to be willing to sell a, a, a significant vision, even to people who, who are experts and you're coming from outside the industry. Now, having said that, you must absolutely, while you need to be bold, you must absolutely not be arrogant. I mean, the, the, these guys have a lot of expertise and a lot of issues and a lot of concerns, which are legitimate. So you've got to balance the fact that you're coming with a, you've got the um, self-confidence to come with a brand new idea and present it to these experts, but you've got to balance that with modesty and listen to them and listen to their concerns and listen to their input and adjust your ideas, you know, to, to, to the reality of, of the industry. Um, and then in the end, you know, I think um, honesty is very important. If you tell them, you know, what are the upsides of digitalization, but also what are the downsides and what are the, what are the concerns and, and which are legitimate and how long it's going to take, you know, you tell people, I told my investors, I told my customers, this is not an overnight thing. This is Freitas has been going for 10 years already, and we still have a, a long way to go. We've made a lot of progress, but we've got a long way to go as well. So I've tried to be very honest as much as I can with my um, team, with my investors, with my customers that we're embarking on a, on a journey which will has a lot of huge potential, huge complexity, and it's a, it's a marathon, not a, not a sprint. And if you want to work with Freitas or you want to work in Freitas, you need to be signing up for, for multiple years and, and for a, a change which will take some time and eventually will, will have a, a huge impact on world trade. That's really awesome. Thank you. Let's talk about company culture. Can you briefly tell us what you think makes a good, like, you know, maybe a top two things that when you, you know, when you look at a company and you go, wow, they have an awesome culture, you know, and then you, if you peel the layers back, you go, okay, those are here are the two attributes. What are those two things? Attributes. Yeah, I think, um, again, I think uh, honesty is honesty and slash openness is number one, you know, people need to feel that you're, um, as, as the leader, you're being honest with them about what to expect and what the problems are and what, what's good and what's bad. So, uh, and I find that if you, you know, I, I hate any kind of politics. I try to try very hard to just say it as it is and, and hope that that trickles down and that we're now a company of 300 people. So there's several layers and, and I hope that everyone is um, uh, honest and open. Not that we can be open about everything. Some things have to be kept um, confidential by their nature. Uh, but but as much as we can, we, we just just say it as it is. Um, you know, I think that's um, that's sort of super important. Um, and I think it's got to be, it has to be all about the um, the, the mission. Um, you know, it's it's never about the ego. So it's never about what's good for me as CEO or what's good for any of the team members. But but really, trying to create a culture that that we're we're trying to change an industry. We're trying to modernize international shipping, which is a vastly important industry, and and that's what that's what matters. And and at any time, we should think, you know, what can we do to succeed in our, in our vision of making um, international trade smoother? That's awesome. I love what you're up to. It's a big, tall order, a, t a tall yes. task, so to speak. So yes. I'm glad that you answered the call and you're creating some change. That's really exciting to hear and see. Um, so here we are towards the end. If you could give out your social handles, your website address, because our listeners are, have had a good opportunity to find out more about you, more about your company. Now, if they want to go on some research and find out more online, go ahead and uh, give out your website address and social handles. Sure. So the website is freitos.com. That's uh, F-R-E-I-G-H-T-O-S. 
Freitas.com, Freitas.com, as, as you might expect. Uh, my name is Zvi Schreiber. That's spelled Zvi is spelled Z, uh, Z-V-I or Z-V-I. Um, and Schreiber is S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-R. Um, and I'm the only, pretty much the only Zvi Schreiber out there uh, with any kind of profile. So if you search for me on Google or Wikipedia or LinkedIn, it's very easy to find me and, and connect. Awesome. And here we are at the end. If you could give us a one word close and tell us why you're choosing to sign <laughs> off with it, that'd be great. Shipping. <laughs> uh, shipping is, I, I was supposed to say how I feel maybe, but but I'm feeling shipping. Uh, it's the, you know, awesome. the biggest industry you don't think of. And, and every day, uh, just look, Tony, at the, the, the labels on the clothes you're wearing, the computer you're, you're wearing. I bet it's, you know, uh, I bet almost all of it is imported. That picture behind you, which is beautiful, is probably imported. Um, you know, the tiles on the ceiling are probably imported. So we don't even think about, you know, how every single thing that we, uh, that we use and buy, uh, the vast majority of them are, are imported. Even if it's made in, in the U.S., the parts are imported or, or the materials are imported. So, so this is just a, a vastly important industry, which is still a little bit old-fashioned, but we need to, uh, we need to change that, which uh, hugely impacts uh, every one of us many, many times a day. Very true. Well, I wanted to personally say thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure to have you on here. Looking forward to catching up with you in the future to see what you're up to. Thanks for having me on, Tony. It's been, uh, it's been fun.